Hi, all. I know you've missed us. And if you're watching on Spotify, a special treat for you because we're in vision this time and you can actually see Christos, who shot JR, JR Ewing, Dallas license plate in the background. Yes, not bad. And my Dallas memorabilia and my Spice Girls memorabilia. And everyone thinks this isn't a Make America Great Again cat, but it's actually Make America Gay Again. Amazing. So I've got all sorts of, of, of ta- this is my Dallas South Fort Ranch ashtray <laughs> as well. Wow, that's a big ashtray. Who are you entertaining it's, over there? <laughs> lots of fags, babes. Lots of fags. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, there's a lot of um, tat in my house. Um, hello. So welcome to The Bigger and Better Majesty. Now, the reason that we have had a break is because we are going to come back bigger and better. We've been basically trying to sort out the technical stuff, but we wanted to give you a little taster right. before then, because we're actually going to come back both on Spotify and on YouTube. So within the next, and then we're going to be going live weekly on YouTube usually on a Thursday night, unless one of us has better plans, in which case we might change the night. But usually we're aiming for about a Thursday night uh, each week uh, to go live. We're going to have the YouTube chat on and everything. We're just trying to sort out the technical stuff to make that happen at the moment. So we are going to be coming back weekly. And then we're going to take the audio of that and put it on Spotify. Yes. So we get have a podcast to... and a vodcast. <laughs> so get ready to, I guess, you know, part- participate with us, disagree with us, agree with us. We already had some disagreements in the chat from a conversation you and I had last weekend. We love Madonna. We had Christos oh, redoing his sorry, makeup. Powdering, redoing my makeup. Now we're on screen, babes. So, you know, we have, and so we want you to disagree. We're going to keep the live chat on YouTube when we come back live. Um, the, the YouTube tag is Majesty Podcast. Yes. That's our channel. Um, and... We are widening the scope of Majesty as well, where not only will we be talking about the royals, but we are going to be adding in showbiz royalty as well, because we're going to be talking about the week, not only in what's been happening in monarchy, but also in showbiz royalty. And uh, there might be a couple of other items and features as well. Remember my palace thing I told you? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to throw that in as well, but we'll tell them that when we do it. Yes. Um, well, I want to jump into pop culture royalty immediately because you've had not one but two experiences with the Queen of Pop in the last seven days. How, which night was your favorite of your Madonna experiences? And did you make any new friends? And just tell me all about the celebration tour. Yes, I went to the celebration tour. I was there opening night. Oh, major. Um, which was amazing. And then I was there Tuesday night again. Um, I don't, but like both nights were amazing. But I have to say, the second night I went with my husband was wonderful because we were. So there is the um, there's the stage, and then there's a really small seating area at the Golden Circle in front of the stage, and then there are catwalks which go all over the stage, uh, all over the arena basically, so she can go right out into the crowd. I was in the golden circle sort of three roll rows from the stage and because the catwalk surround it wherever i looked wherever she was performing she was practically beside me so it was absolutely amazing um and um it, it it's a wonderful show because 
of the nostalgia of it all. It was just the most wonderful nostalgic set list. It's the show that she's never given her fans before. And she, never will again. I mean, this is such uh, an important time to catch her in concert if you can. Yeah, she, she won't do this again, I don't think. Because also, um, so every tour she's ever done, she's always annoyed some people because she always tours her current album. And actually, that's the thing that's kept her going. I mean, the irony is if she did a nostalgic tour every time she went on stage, she would be like the Rolling Stones or one of those acts that doesn't really come up with new material. She's only ever toured her new album and then thrown in a couple of old hits. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of criticism. This is not around a new album. This is around, well, it's around a, a greatest hits album. Uh, Finally Enough Love, which is 50 remixes of her, her greatest hits. But this isn't about a new album. This is a pure 40th anniversary nostalgia tour where she actually references at the start of the stage, I'm going to take you through my 40 years through the medium of music and dance. And that's what she does. So we won't see this again, but also um, the nostalgia was brilliant. The interaction with the crowd was brilliant. But she is, and I don't say this to criticise her, she's not the performer that she was. Mm. You know, if you look back at tours like Confessions, Sticky and Sweet, all of those, she works her arse off for two hours with full, on-point, coordinated dance routines that are, are that would put people of half her age to shame. Right. She is much more reserved this tour she doesn't dance like she used to and actually she's almost um a little bit uh i don't want to say sort of you know uh, uh, what's the word is it stiff i don't know not stiff but almost like she's very much holding back it's like she's dancing in a way that she's so scared about injuring herself that she's being very careful. She's doing a lot of arm dancing, but when it comes to moving her legs, she's 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 not really that much at all. And and I don't say that to criticize her. I say it that because she, she's got seventy eight dates. Her last tour, she had to uh, when she did um, uh, the Madame X tour, she cancelled a string of dates because of injuring herself. She's mm-hmm. wearing a leg brace, basically, you know, leg support. So she's clearly coordinated this entire concert around being able to get through them all. And that means no high energy, full on dance routines that are going to challenge her. She does seem on social media, like somebody that's really uh, pushing back against her age, which, you know, I'm, I'm not being critical of it. We all age and it's a blessing that she's still here, especially if you look at other people that you would compare her to like Elvis Presley, you know, it's a blessing that she's still here, but well, she none does- of them were around Elvis. Prince, Michael yeah. Jackson, none, yes. none of none of them are still around. Right. Um, but she does seem to just like fight against that and, and just, you know, she's not going to be the stereotypical, you know, insert age here. Um, how much of her holding back do you think has to do with her being hospitalized? Was it four months ago? Yeah, it was June. She was hospitalized. She was found unresponsive. And that was clearly because she was pushing herself hard to rehearse for this. Um, I think it's probably got something to do with that. She certainly, you know, when when she used to dance, she was so on point with every step and, and it was put, she put so much into every step. Whereas this, she's just 
she seems a little bit more casual and a little less sort of coordinated in her dancing. And again, I say that not in, in any kind of criticism, but she's just a little bit more all over the place than she used to be. Um, and so she she's just simply not doing that much dancing. And she's doing a lot of what me and my husband called Kylie dancing, <laughs> yeah, Kylie. which is a lot of arm dancing, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of like, I'm going to move my arm around while I'm performing, but I'm probably not going to move my legs around that much. But also as well, she was never um, vocally as strong as someone like Kylie. Um and I think as well, she's probably aware that to maintain the good vocals, she can't also be dancing loads. She's 65, for goodness sake. She's 65. Right. So, uh, but I mean, that sounds like I'm criticizing it, and I'm not because it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it was a brilliant show. The set list is absolutely brilliant. She tries to include as much as possible in it. So she doesn't do full songs, but she does snippets of loads of songs. Um, she does songs that she hasn't performed on stage for 30 years. Uh, I cried a couple of times because I was like, I'm, I'm never going to hear this again. Oh, my but God. What did you cry to? I cried to Bad Girl. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's a brilliant Had she song. ever performed that before? I don't know if she'd ever performed that before. I don't think she has. I mean, and I've got a really good video of that on my Insta Mm -hmm. of how close I was to it. And I was just amazing. The other one that she hasn't done since 93 live is Rain, which is just a brilliant song. And actually, weirdly, I found those slower songs. Usually when I go and see her, I'm like, oh, it's a slow song. Yeah. Whereas um, actually in this tour, because I was going more for the music than looking at the performance side of it, I actually found that I loved those parts a lot more. So Live to Tell um, was a really poignant part of the show where she's showing all the people that have died of AIDS. Mm. Um, uh, there's an amazing moment where she's been going really slow and doing erotica and a Justify My Love thing. And it was it's really, really very, very slow. And it's not as engaging as some of the rest of it. And she sort of reenacts her on the bed scene from um from 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 in bed with madonna and you know you can sort of see a few people just at the moment people in the arena are starting to look around a little bit and thinking is this bit going to drag on that much longer she drops hung up and, oh. and the whole arena just erupts yeah, and on yeah, that yeah. Bit, she dances like yeah. you know but the moments that she gives it loads were, were very um decided upon it and not as often as as it would have been in another madonna show my i mean my favorite madonna show was confessions when she toured that album and my god for two and a half hours she did not stop she yeah. did not stop. um, um causing a commotion is my favorite madonna song not uh you know not necessarily the most popular answer but i love i would love to hear a, a mashup of um I've always wanted to do this, but I'm not a DJ. But I, I've always wanted to do a mashup of causing a commotion to "Baby, We Can Do It." Take your time, do it right. Can you hear those? Songs oh yeah, together? yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be yeah, so yeah. good? <laughs> well, she, you know what? She, but she's not averse to doing that. One of the best versions of uh, a, a song that she's done, in my opinion, was when she did the mashup of. Do you know Felix's uh, Don't You Want My Love in dun, 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 yeah. dun. In, in Sticky and Sweet? She did a mashup of that with Like a Prayer. Oh, oh wow. God, it's brilliant. Go on YouTube and watch it. It is absolutely brilliant. 
Um, she's not averse to doing that. On this tour, she did bedtime stories. So she came right. out in full PVC glitter suit doing a mashup of bedtime stories, which then went into Ray of Light oh. using the bedtime stories, um, you know, the, the baseline. You know, so things like that. She's an absolute genius at doing things like that. Um, Vogue was amazing because she made it into a catwalk show like they used to for uh you know the old pose type catwalk shows that used to be in the uh, uh drag clubs so that was absolutely brilliant her children are in it mercy's in it david bander is in it um i was it's... gonna i was gonna ask you about that but not in a nice way like i don't go to beyonce's show to see blue ivy like I, i'm almost a little bit annoyed with the nepo babies um what is your take on that oh she makes them work Shouldn't well, just them on stage. works too but you know i've, I've seen that too i've seen that it's like a brilliant especially in america some brilliant tax situation for the kids because by the time they're 18 they have like protected funds of six million dollars or more the way that they they deal with <laughs> putting them to work and and how that money can be put away and and she's a she is a uh uh let's be honest i love madonna dilly but she is a tight bitch I mean, that was the story of when she used to live in the UK that um, she, one of her nannies or one of her her, her maids uh, quit and, and and for some reason wasn't didn't sign an NDA and um, revealed that she used to have to use the coupons that Madonna had cut out of magazines oh my to God. get discounts because she's a coupon queen because she she but she was broke but I mean, she talks a lot of the time about how she was absolutely flat broke she had no money she was hungry so that i don't think that ever leaves you and that's why she's probably a billionaire now mm-hmm. uh but no mercy played the piano for bad girl and was absolutely brilliant on this brand grand piano david bander she had him doing a couple of guitar solos <laughs> she makes her kids work um that's so funny. which i liked uh so uh, all in all it is an absolutely brilliant show. It is brilliant. The only criticism I have, other than the lack of dancing, which you can't kind of understand, but a criticism I think she could have avoided was that it just ends really abruptly. There's no That's like the worst. Okay, you're like, come back, come back. Yeah. The lights go up and you're like, oh, oh, is that it? Oh. Yeah. And she finishes on an, on an amazing song, Bitch I'm Madonna, one of her modern songs. Yeah. Um, and then she goes into celebration of music a little tiny bit and then that's it she's off and it's there's no encore there's nothing and Ooh. i think she could round it off the ending a little bit more amazing and the other thing that makes her a tight bitch as well can i tell you something else yeah i love this this is a, this um, is the goss i live for so as you like i'm wearing it now i'll hold look this is one of my madonna t-shirts i bought when i was there beautiful so, buy a t-shirt they're 45 pounds each mm-hmm. so they're not inexpensive so I bought a, a T-shirt for myself. I always wear a T-shirt to the gig. So I go in an old T-shirt. I take it off when I'm there, throw it in the bin and, and, and put on, you know, disposable fashion and put on a Madonna T-shirt. So I put that on. I bought a, a second T-shirt for myself and I bought a T-shirt for my husband. So that's three T-shirts. So that's £135 that I spent. Yeah. Got these three T-shirts. By the way, also, I said before I bought it, I said, oh, do you mind if I just put this on over my T-shirt? I just want to check the size. They said, no, 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 you've got to buy it. And then you've got to return it if you don't want it. And I was like, I can't just put it on just yeah. to see whether it's... No, not allowed that. And then uh, 
then I got these three t-shirts. I was like, oh great, uh, I'm just going into the gig now. Can I get a bag? Oh no, no, no. No. So what if you drop a t-shirt while you're walking out of the venue? Well, I was given the opportunity to buy a Madonna celebration tote bag for £35. Of course you're going to do that. But it's cute. I I could justify that purchase. Well, good, but but like a £35 bag after having spent uh, £135 on t-shirts. So um, this is full of t-shirts now. Because then I went to the pop-up shop, which was also there, and bought a couple more t-shirts. So I've got my Madonna this is her original single, Everybody. And, Everybody. Uh, and she sings that. Love. I say sings, mimes a bit of it, but she <laughs> sings, mainly sings it. Um, and I've got a few others in here. And also, uh, yeah, uh, what else? Lucky, Lucky Star reminds me of being a little girl, so I love that, that song. But also... Oh, she doesn't do that, but the version she does of that in the Confessions tour... Yeah. One of my favorite versions I've ever heard of that. that I'll that, have to that. look that up. And then my mom. You've got to watch the Confessions tour immediately. I will, as soon as we're done. And then my mom says that she used to listen to Borderline when she'd drive to see to meet my dad when they were dating. So I love to oh, listen oh, to that song too. Yeah, Borderline is 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 a brilliant song, and so is Erotica. There's a version of Erotica she does at Confessions, which is absolutely brilliant, and um. She does open your heart in this one as well. Oh, I love she that. Uh, the, the set list is brilliant when you think, oh my God, every song I was like, she hasn't sung this in absolutely years. Absolutely years. The only other thing that happened that was really annoying, <laughs> which has nothing to do with her, I have to say, but I watched it at the O2 Arena in London mm-hmm. and I had my jacket stolen. Oh my, where? And that is the second time I've gone to a gig there and had my jacket stolen. Where did, Was it stolen when you were trying on the merchandise that they wouldn't let you try on? No, so I bought some merchandise. I then, uh, the show hadn't started yet, so we were having a drink sort of beside the bar. I was running to the loo, so I took my jacket off, folded it up and put it next to my little merchandise bag. And uh, my husband, my husband was next to them drinking a drink. I came back, the jacket was gone. Someone had swiped it. So strange. You didn't? Did you have anything in the jacket that they could have? That no, I've got it back now because it was it was found. So I just thought I'll just do lost property, and I did it. And uh, uh, they found it like screwed up in a corner somewhere. So someone clearly had nicked it to go through the pockets. And all I had actually, the only thing in the pocket I had was a comb, and. <laughs> My bare minerals concealer, which I didn't have back because they sent me back the jacket. Um, they clearly Thank goodness. didn't concealer, but um, that is the second time I went to the O2 a few years ago and did the same thing. Took my jacket off and just left it sort of beside me. Turned my back for a second and someone swiped it. And um, that time I had my house keys in it and everything, and it was the dead of winter and I, I it was a nightmare. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, be careful when you're at right. a gig. I almost went to the O2 Arena for Harry Styles the last time I was there, but solely based on the name, I was intimidated by the venue and thought, I'm not going to a concert alone there. The O2, why? It just sounded monstrous and huge to me. And I just thought that's very, it just sounds like a very, and every major artist plays it. I just thought, what an Im- intimidating venue. I don't want to go get 
you know, it just seems overwhelming to me. Uh, Of all the venues, I think venues are hideous. Every (laughs) single time I have gone to a concert, I have found the venue to be hideous. The toilets are hideous. The bars are hideous. When you, you know, trying to queue up and get in there, hideous. There is no, nothing joyous about any venue that a gig has ever held at. But out of all of them, the O2 is the best. Ooh, that's good to know. Yeah, it is. It's it's because actually you've got an okay selection of food. There's a shopping center and like loads of restaurants and all stuff attached to it. Um, so you can get a drink and some food beforehand all while you're in there. Um, the bar selection isn't diabolical. It's okay. It's a fortune, but it's okay. And um, uh, the only other thing I'd say about it, and I will criticize the O2 for this, is um, the bar staff are so slow. Oh, no. They You're like, I've got places out. to go, people to see, and I'd like to be hammered by the time I see Madonna. <laughs> yeah, or you run out during the gig. You're like, I'm running to the loo during the gig. Oh, I'll yeah. just get a quick drink. And there, and, and you go to the bar and you're like, oh, oh, can I just get a... Bear in mind the price she paid for the tickets. And you get a drink and they're like, oh, I don't think we got that. And I was like, I could see the bottle behind you. Really? Oh, <laughs> my... Oh, I think this person wants a vodka. Okay, let me stroll over. And I actually say, to, can you hurry this up, please? Yeah. Can you hurry it up? There is a, Madonna is on stage. Or there's only one person serving and there are five people. And I'm like, come, I'm like, top, top, guys. Come over you serve, please. So they don't love me. All right, we've got 10 minutes left. Let's talk yeah. about um the idea. I didn't I didn't give you this information before, but uh, let's just quickly because I know people will be disappointed if we don't do any royals. The idea that Chris Jenner is trying to court Prince Harry and Meghan Markle for a um, an episode of Hulu's The Kardashians. What is your first reaction to that news? Oh, they'll do it. There's a fee, <laughs> there's exposure, they'll do it. Of course they will. Oh my God! Of course they will. So in fact, they, I'm they're not calling Chris Jenner themselves. They, I know, right? Well, I just think it it is interesting that we've seen Doria Ragland with Chris Jenner recently. Chris and Kim at the at that charity event, that hideous picture of them where where Kim Kardashian looks like she's three seconds from exploding. She's so excited to be standing next to Doria Ragland. We know that Kris Jenner has been within arm's length of Meghan Markle at least twice. She was at the, she was at the uh, vow renewals of Ellen. Um, I think she actually did the service Kris Jenner and Meghan and Harry were at Ellen's vow renewals. And then they were near each other at the Beyonce concert at SoFi stadium, but they weren't, pictured together at the Beyonce concert the second time Megan went. And so I do think something is cooking. I do think that they could be trying to work together. And um, the source that talked to Bella magazine said that Chris is trying to not be pushy. And even if it's just a small cameo, that would be a huge win for the Kardashian family. And yeah, I think so. And I think it's... Chris is not trying to be pushy. As Chris Jenner's entire personality changed. changed. (laughs) I'm not pushy. Yeah, all right, aren't you? Um, I'm sorry, I couldn't get past when you said Doria Ragland and that time when she met the Jenners. I can't get past those hideous orange shoes she was wearing, firstly. I just (laughs) love hideous shoes. Um, I, I I can't stop watching the clip. Have you seen the clip of Anna Wintour? Uh, the uh, I can't remember if it was 
New York Fashion Week or Paris was it, Fashion. It was Victoria Beckham's show, wasn't it? Oh, that's right, Victoria Beckham's show. And Kim Kardashian arrives late, late down, and Anna Wintour just walk, stands up and leaves. <laughs> I will not be pictured next to Kim Kardashian. Um, um, yeah, that is just such a good reflection of 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 the status know. of the brand and where Harry and Meghan are now going with their sort of reality show status. But, you know, you think there, they, I think that Kim and, and Megan have both broken some glass ceilings because when in your lifetime, did you think you'd see an amateur video star, I'm being nice, um, end up on the cover of Vogue? Me- Megan, that 90210 scene, marries a prince I marries one of the king's sons. I mean, these are two people that have definitely changed their lives for the better, despite some pretty, you know, oh, I don't even know how to how to to phrase this. Despite not maybe stepping off on the right foot. But is this is this a reflection of how society is advancing? It's falling apart. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, or, is it that? They have raised their standards or have Vogue lowered theirs? That's that's my question. I think Vogue lowered theirs, if we're being honest. Because... Well, yeah, I think that that would be an honest uh, assessment of, of, of what Vogue have done, really. I mean, at least Meghan is royalty. And I'm look, I'm in favour of people elevating their status without a doubt i am absolutely in favor of that but then once you have elevated your status you you act in an elevated manner if that makes mm. sense um and i'm not sure that megan and kim kardashian have i mean the fact that we're actually talking about megan and kim kardashian in the same sentence i think actually says it all really. you and i have we never we'd never discuss princess kate in the same sentence as doing something similar to kim kardashian ever it would be more like Reese Witherspoon or another another sweetheart, but uh, in a in somebody elegant and graceful that is is well accomplished, um, but has a I don't you want to use the word has an impeccable background. Um, but we've talked about this offline before. You know, there are some people that look at digital analytics and they're like, not in my wheelhouse. I don't care. But people can't deny the what the, the Kardashians effect, the positive effect that the Kardashians have, the return on investment that the Kardashians have. And that's something Megan needs because that she yeah. she, you know, that's just that's the kind of life that's the kind of life she needs to have in the States. They can't rely on complaining about the royals forever because the royals have distanced themselves enough to where there's no new content. Yeah, but that's exactly it. Is it is it that that's where they have chosen now to position themselves rather than in the absolute A-list cream of the crop of worldwide society, they've decided to go A-list reality. Now it is A-list, but it is also reality. Let's be honest. Reality show fodder. How could they have how could they have stayed in that A-list? Would they just do um, philanthropy? How yes. would they have stayed? I, I think I think that they would have done 
um, you know, proper philanthropy. I think that, and and part of it's not their fault to give them their dues. Part of it isn't their fault in as much as um, I think that the royals were completely wrong. I've said this many times before, and I'll say it again, not, not to give them protection. I think that them wanting to leave the royal family and them not wanting to be a part of it anymore, um, it, it, they should have been given royal protection and that should have been paid for and the taxpayer should have paid for that because at the end of the day, he will always be the son of, of the king, the grandson of, of, of the late queen. He will always be a target. I... Um, Oh, go ahead. And so, so they needed to earn some money. So I understand that. But I would have positioned myself, I was advising them, oh, I'd say, right, Harry, you are going to be, yeah, Mr. Veteran, Mr. I'm going to be the person for you. And and she could have made herself the absolute queen of feminist causes. Mm. Uh, and they could have really concentrated on that uh, rather than trashing the family, rather think, than sending I... out money to trash the family. And that's what they did. And there's something about her that's not Jackie O. There's something about her that's like a little bit more aggressive and maybe society's just not there yet, but it's hard to digest that when you've been given the position that you've been given because of who you married, not because you earned it. So when she takes- also, my- She's played into that. She's played into that by slacking off the family constantly. Yeah. You know, I'm- if if the if the concern is the reputation is that she's a little bit of a pushy woman behind the scenes and actually not very nice, well, by maintaining a dignified silence and and only really giving stuff away when you are doing your philanthropy and even doing so in a way that is dignified would push against that rumor. But mm. they they actually played into that rumor by. By by slagging off the family constantly, and so you, they can't have it both ways. Oh God, we don't, we hate the fact that we're victimized and that we're called uh, horrible and unkind, but then we're going to act like we're victims and then we're horribly and we're horrible and unkind. Well, right. of course, people are going to say that. All right. Well, make sure you follow our YouTube channel again. It's at Majesty Podcast on YouTube. I'll start uploading some little clips and you can start leaving comments and subscribing. We're going to start doing YouTube lives. We can't wait to see you there. If you're a spot, we'll have the comments on as well and we'll read them out. Good, bad and ugly. I will not be listening to the ugly. And then please, if you're a Spotify listener, don't worry. We'll still be here too. We're not going to abandon you. Just you know, more Christo and Kenzie on the, on the world wide web. Um, but we love you and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes. I hope that this little taster is enough to keep you wet. Okay. Uh, I know oh, wet, wet your whistle. That's a, that's a, that's a, 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 a UK phrase. Have you ever heard that phrase? I have, but that's not what you said initially. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I actually meant it like wet your whistle, but I realized is when I saw your face that I had missed misrepresented that <laughs> mind you looking at your face on some of our talk dv videos that we do i i seem to horrify you on a weekly basis and that's actually on on a broadcast tv channel people love our facial expressions i've got you know i can't i can't stop i can't I just can't stop it i know i know also uh, all right, i should so have I, said i messed up i totally messed up i meant to say and maybe i'll add this in the podcast edit 
But I meant to say between the transition from Meghan and Harry and Madonna, we have a really great conversation about Madonna and Princess Diana and JFK Jr. on not only um, YouTube, but well, Talk TV's YouTube. Go and check it out. Over 100,000 people had had listened to it the last time I, I checked. But so fun to see the connection between Madonna and Princess Diana. So if, in case you missed that, go check that out. Yes, and uh, we might link to some of those as well when we post some of this stuff. So, um, but we'll we'll have that conversation again. We'll of have course. that conversation again. We'll do it when we do it live. And also, anything that you want us to be talking about, we will. We'll do um, it live. That's uh, we will okay. do it live, and we're going to be taking your nominations for something. But we'll tell you more about that next week. <laughs> we'll get this up and running. You got to sort out the. You got to work out the technical stuff, Kinsey. I know. Pray for <laughs> me. 